0: Hey, welcome to You Had Me At Black. I'm Martina Abrahams. A few weeks ago, I mentioned that this summer, we are bringing our live show on tour and headed to the East Coast for the first time. Now, I am so, so beyond excited because our live shows are really what, to me, make You Had Me At Black magical, and they're just my favorite part of the You Had Me At Black experience. If you've ever been to the moth or a storytelling jam session, imagine that, but 10 times more turned up. So imagine like drinks flowing, beautiful melanated people, just amazing positive vibes, good music. I mean, you know, you might meet your bae there. I don't know. But I am so thrilled that we are able to go on tour this summer and we are going to announce our first stop on our summer tour on our Instagram this Saturday. So if you are not already following us on Instagram, you should. You had me dot at black on Instagram. That's you had me dot period whatever at black. And on Saturday, we'll be announcing well the city, the date, the location, all that stuff. So you can mark your calendar and get ready and you can learn when tickets will go on sale. So be sure to follow us on Instagram so you can find out about the first stop on our summer tour. And that's where we'll be announcing all the stops on our summer tour. But the first one is obviously very exciting. All right, so now let's get into this week's story. Today's story comes from Bejus, who, after a family vacation to Jamaica when he was 12, ended up trying to smuggle cannabis across the border. Here's what happened I want you to read all the
1: This is you Have me at black, the podcast where Black millennials tell true life stories. Story begins. It's 1996. Yeah, I was 12 years old. I was super naive. You know what I mean? Like I was just the type of kid that just liked to do simple things. Like I didn't really care about going to school and studying. I just wanted to like have fun, like go and explore and, and see new things and and um in Jamaica, um, was there for my mother's wedding. It was, of course, my mom, my stepdad, stepbrother, uh, my brother. A couple of days into the trip, my stepbrother at the time, who was 21, uh, asked me, my cousin, and my brother in the hotel room if we want to smoke some weed. He comes to us like, hey, little niggas, y'all want to get high? And we're just like, "Uh." I guess so. You know, my brother, of course, was more excited because he knew what we was. So he's like, "Yeah, of course." I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it." Um, didn't really know what we was. First time ever doing it. I, I, I'm not feeling like I'm high. I know I'm feeling cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like inhaling and, and, and exhaling this and stuff, and I'm doing what I see in movies. Um, but I, I'm not feeling like I'm not feeling any different than what. What's normal, what's my, what my normal mindset is at the time. Um, I do know that I was fronting for my family. Like, I am I was acting crazy. Like, if if you would have saw me, you would have think that I was drunk. And, like, I'm bouncing from bed to bed, like, super active. I'm like, ah, like, screaming. And you know what I'm saying? My stepbrother is like, why the fuck did I let this little kid get out? Like, he's acting in, entirely too crazy because I, I can... St- tell that in his mind he's thinking that he's going to get caught so fast forward a couple of days me and my brother get the good idea to go and try to find some weed for us to buy for art for ourselves right so earlier in the trip all the adults are telling us, you know, no matter what, do not leave the resort. Like, if you want to leave the resort, you guys got to come and get us because people out here will—they'll will, know you're not from here, and they'll know you, you know, because you're from America. You have money. They'll—they'll they'll try to rob you, and Lord knows what else. Right? Of course, we don't give a damn about that shit. We thinking we're cool, gonna try to find some weed. So, um, me and my brother set out. We sneak off the resort and head up the street. To um, What would be the equivalent of Like a a flea market type of thing So we're in the flea market Maybe you know like two minutes Couple of steps or whatever And uh, my brother approaches this guy And asks him for some weed Um, You know again I'm super naive Not really knowing what's going on I'm just there tagging along And I have extra money to add to the pot To buy this this marijuana It's a whole other world Because I don't know about buying weed I don't know anything about it so my brother who he I believe he was like 10th grade so at this time it's like you know high school so you know he's dibbled and dabbled in some weed so he knows some terminology I guess uh, so he's talking to the guy he's asking him like you know we want to buy some weed like what can do you know anybody that has any um, so the guy's like oh yeah yeah of course man come on come on let's go I'll take you to, to buy some <laughs> and so uh he, he like, takes us throughout the whole um, flea market. And so we literally get to, like, the very last row of of um, little store shops or whatever. And he goes into, like, to the back of his little hut. Me and my brother are kind of, like, twiddling on thumbs. Like, okay, what the fuck's about to happen? He comes out, bag of weed, gives it to my brother. My brother's like... We're set. We got some weed. We're going back to the hotel. We're good. Uh, Another crazy thing about being out there in Jamaica and on this resort is um, they let me buy a a pipe by myself. And I'm telling you, I'm 12 years old, but I look nine. I look maybe eight because I was like a late bloomer. So I looked way younger than I actually was, you know. Um, So I buy this like super. So it's a wooden pipe super decked out, like very detailed. And of course, I have so much weed, I'm not smoking it, like, you know, like I'm not rolling big ass joints and going through this little bit that I had in a couple of days. So it's like maybe four days after, three or four at at least, um, I'm running to my mom down in the lobby. And it was super funny because I know that my mom was high or drunk because I've never seen her face look the way that it looked, like she bloodshot eyes, like she looked like she was high, right? Um, And, of course, I know that I'm high, so me, like, my mom sits down, I turn to her, she turns to me, we kind of make eye contact, and my mom gets this look in her eyes, like, uh, she doesn't want her son to see the way that she looks, right? And then I, of course, have a look on my face, like, I don't want my mom to see the way that I look, so we just kind of, like, we didn't even say anything. We looked at each other, kind of made eye contact, and was like, okay, we're going to get up and go our separate ways. (laughs) Now we fast forward to coming back home, okay? So we're, you know, I, I'm i in the hotel room packing my bags up, and the one thing that I did, I still had a bit of weed left, um, maybe a little bit less than a, than an eighth. I pack up my bags, I have my pipe, I, I load that into a, a plastic bag, and then um, the rest of the weed, what I did is I took the top of my sunscreen lotion bottle and like stuffed the plastic bag full of weed into the, the sunscreen lotion and then left a tiny bit of the bag like sticking out the top and then closed the, the, the tube, right? Get to the, to the airport and um, we see the like the drug-sniffing dogs, right? And so my brother, he sees the dogs. He's like, oh, shit, I have weed. I have a pipe. My dumbass younger brother has weed and a pipe. We got to do something. So then we go to our, you know, I put an air quotations, stepbrother. And I'm like, yo, we still got this weed on us. Like, we see those dogs. Like, what should we do? And so he starts panicking. He's like, yo, go throw all that shit away. Like, you're fucking tripping. Go throw all that shit away right now. Go flush it. Whatever you need to do, go to the bathroom. Do not get close to those dogs. Go do what you got to do. So... <clears throat> I'm still not panicking. I'm still like, oh, whatever. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, I'll just go to the bathroom. I'll I'll dump it. So I knew that my, my weed was in my sunscreen uh, bottle. So I'm thinking, I'm cool. There's nothing going to happen, right? My brother goes, flushes all his weed, but he keeps his pipe. I throw away my pipe because I know that it still smells like weed. So I just throw that away. We get through security with no problems, no problems at all. Um, so then we get all the way back home. I still have a little bit of weed left. My brother has his pipe. Then my stepbrother told his dad what we did. Like he basically snitched on us for the whole trip that we were smoking, that we went and bought weed, that we like smuggled it back and all that shit. Um, me and my brother thought our lives were over. We thought it was completely done. Stepdad is like flipping shit. He's trying to get us, you know, on punishment, spankings, like as much as like as much punishment as he can get out of our mind. Because, of course, he couldn't do anything. Right. He's trying to get my mom all riled up. Mom's so cool. She's like, that was in Jamaica. We were all chilling. We got off scot-free, like for the whole thing. Didn't get in trouble. No punishment. Didn't go to jail. Anything. So I didn't like my stepdad up until this point. My stepbrother was still cool in my eyes, up until he told my stepdad like everything that happened. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of like I can understand I remember, well, not that I remember, but I can understand you talking to your dad about like how dumb these kids are to, to bring weed back. Why would you tell him, like, why would you throw yourself under the bus to be like, yo, I gave them some weed and and they smoked it? Like, you snitch on yourself, too, even though you're not going to get in trouble. But it's like, yo, let me snitch on myself to go and snitch on these young kids, even though I'm the one that influenced them to do it in the first place, you know? So, like, I remember feeling, like, super betrayed by that. I had never spoken to, to blood since.
0: Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credits. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.